Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody in tuning in for the live report that we do, the live stream on our Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show. This portion of the program, folks, it's purchased by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center on this beautiful Wednesday. It is uh, April 13th. And, folks, right now, they are officially open for the season. And, you know, today is just one of those days. Spring is definitely in the air. It's Easter week. It's Holy Week. Stop in PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Beautiful selection. Pansies, pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers, bowls, assorted colors. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, they have all your Easter plants. Tulips, Cynthia's. Daffodils, hydrangeas, blue, white, pink, many landscape materials. Also, screen loom, black, brown, hemlock mulch. They also have crushed stone. Gift certificates are available, folks. They are open for the season right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and look for them on Facebook. All right, right now it's 12.07, and again, you're tuned to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, as always, I encourage you to visit the website, dpetro.com. We have original stories, and I also just want to let you know, the website um, really going to start to ramp up especially with the elections, with the amount of corruption going on, with the amount of the uh, the FBI probe, our lead story, DePetro.com. Can McKee handle the FBI? I don't know. You know, this thing, it's, um, it's a war of attrition. It goes on. Initially, they think they can. Uh, Governor McKee, as you saw last week, as we highlighted, and I'm, I was so glad to speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe last hour because he, he and I, I believe, are kind of on the same page on that, that you know, uh, Governor McKee was definitely defiant, kind of threw off the media a little bit with his whole, you know, when you come up empty and you're not going to find any stains on this sweater and um, you're not going to have Dan McKee to kick around much longer. Like the whole Nixon channeling, Cianci channeling, where do I go to get my reputation back? Um, that whole act, again, you know, he can... He can think that, but it becomes a moving story. A lot of the groundwork for this FBI probe remains. Uh, but again, check out the website, petro.com. We also, by the way, still have, obviously, a lot of the video up. I'm going to be putting up more on uh, our adventures over, so to speak, in Ukraine. And petro.com, which is much by the Coesed Inn. Stop in. I'm going to see them later in the week. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Delicious food. The people are terrific. Whether it's you know, lunch or dinner or just drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the coincident. Well, folks, again, we're going to keep one eye on, um, you know, yesterday was one of those situations is I'm not going to talk about it too much, but just the fact that the media is looking for this suspect and somehow we have crossed in New York as far as they're still looking for him. By the way, it's now, from what I understand, gone from person of interest, person of interest to now um, suspect. So, but this guy, he seems, you know, very whacked. Who knows if he's still alive? Um, But they are still, in fact, looking for him right now. But what happened yesterday was was pretty, you know, pretty dramatic with the fact that you had what happened in the New York City subway system. And they didn't know, was it a terrorist attack? Uh, Exactly, you know, who it was, whatever. It's not a matter of white supremacy um or or anything like that no it it was a black man and this black man that obviously uh very upset very unhinged uh it sure sounds like they have an idea of of who they're looking for they identified him a lot of some of the videos i can't play the videos just because of the the language with it but definitely you know rambling uh he seems to fit the prototype this frank james the suspect in the subway attack. They can't find him right now. The manhunt is continuing. We'll, we'll bring it to you if, in fact, they obviously they, they do find him. Uh, but, but what I played last hour, that, that, new, that mayor of New York, folks, people have had it. Now, I'm also seeing, so New York City subway suspect bought gun at Columbus, Ohio pawn shop. So that, I believe, is new. But they're now um, looking for him. But I just want to circle back. What was so disturbing yesterday, three prior arrests in New York City was using the U-Haul to sleep in. 
So who knows exactly where he is? But what what was um, this, this is a problem with media in 2022, and that is the fact that no one in the media would identify that the suspect was person of color. And I don't know how we got to this point. I don't know how we get out of this point. But if you have someone, if someone robs a bank or a suspect and they believe they have a description of who robbed the bank, whatever the description is, the description is, um, you know, if the fur, if, if it is a white man in a, in a MAGA hat, in a Trump hat, goes in and robs a bank and then escapes in a blue car, then the description should be a white male. You know, whatever, six feet tall, uh, tattoo on his left arm, white, wearing a MAGA hat, escaped in a blue car. That's the description of what happened. It's not complicated. But yesterday, you know, different news outlets and even certain news outlets, like even like the New York Post, right at the press briefing, they were saying five foot five, heavy set, black male was the person seen as the suspect. But as the media was putting this out, they were leaving that out. Five foot five. A lot. They weren't even saying man. The New York Times said male. Five foot five. uh, Wide, you know, body, not skinny, heavy set, so to speak. However you want to describe that. Heavy set build. And they wouldn't say race. If people, you know, and I go back to this happened at Providence College, you you know, the the students were getting beaten up and it was the security person at PC that put out, you know, attention to the campus that there was a man. uh, I think it was I think it was dark skin, wasn't speaking English, attempted to rape one of the female Providence College students. Do you know the security person was fired? For describing the person that it was a, um, I think, a light-skinned individual and then wasn't speaking English. And all these groups, this was, you know, after the whole George Floyd incident, were then screaming, well, that's a racist description. There's less concern for the victim of the crime. And I think that has to change. But that mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, I mean, this is the ultimate. Get in the game. I mean, he's basically been on cruise control since he won the election. And all due respects to my friend Curtis Sliwa, but, you know, so he beat Curtis Sliwa, who didn't have, you know, ran as a Republican of the Guardian Angels, didn't have really much of a campaign foundation. But this this is in, insanity of, like, I don't blame. And obviously, I'm, you know, a little more invested in it that I have a, a child that lives in New York City. But what what is the point of having cameras if they if they don't work? What is the point of police go down and then they can't their radios don't work to contact 911? If if I were in New York City, I, I would just be livid today. You know, and it's the ultimate like get in the game. You know, once in a while if you're watching a basketball game or a football game or whatever, and as much as I don't you don't want coaches that yell at players, certainly not whether it's high school or college, but every once in a while, especially sometimes like in basketball, you just see a team come out and they are flat. And the other team is like, and the stupid mistakes, and the other team is suddenly up, you know, 16 to 2. And the coach, you know, calls the timeout. The team that has only scored two points and basically rips into the team like, wake up. What is going on? And that's what that mayor of New York needs. You know, I played it last hour. I'm just hearing a lot of excuses, this Eric Adams. And he's a former cop. Well, you know, the MBTA, they've been cooperative as opposed to what? What, are they not going to cooperate? I'll tell you, folks, you just, I, and I, I hate to think of this mayor of New York, and I just want to play this out. If, if he is like a mayor of Lorza, where they're just like asleep at the switch. I am going to talk about the Superman building. I am going to talk about that in just a second. But this was this Eric Adams on the Today Show this morning. The New York Times reports a witness is saying even a police officer who responded to the scene, his radio wasn't working. So he had to ask others to call 911 for help. How frustrating is this for you? Uh, and how do you explain those failures? Well, the MTA um, controls the uh, camera system. Uh, we have been cooperating with the MTA to find out what went wrong, if 
it was a feed problem or what was the, what was the problem. And they have been extremely cooperative. As opposed to what? Problems Uncooperative? Are, uh, because it's embarrassing for cameras to Terrible. operate. Terrible. It's a very complicated oh. uh, system when it comes down. What a disappointment. What an absolute disappointment in the mayor of New York. All right, I'm going to touch on that and folks in a lot more. Right now it's 1216. I want to tell you about the Superman building, though. I want to tell you about the so-called, it's really 111 Westminster. 111 Westminster. And I'm going to tell you why I'm against it. And I'm going to tell you why you should be against it. Uh, I'm going to explain all of that in just a moment. And I know it's getting a lot of attention. And frankly, I, I have no idea why. If you're running for office, you should be firing out a press release that you're against this scam of the Superman building. Folks, this portion of the program is brought by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. This, I have a very simple question for you on this one today. How's your driveway? <coughs> Excuse me. If you need your driveway paved or patio, <coughs> seal coating, commercial, residential, call letter J, J. Perry Paving right now, 401 401- 732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. They'll give you a free quote. Give them a call today. J. Perry Paving. Remember, benefits of asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. They are a licensed, insured contracting company. If you can hear my voice right now and you're thinking of, you know what, maybe it is time to freshen up. And freshen up the driveway. Folks, call J. Perry Paving right now. Give them a call at 401-732-1730. Now, as always, visit the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Centerdale Revival. Comfort Food and Cocktails, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. I'm going to be there this weekend. Uh, Shane, they run a great operation. Great food, great drink. It's the Centerdale Revival. So yesterday, uh, Governor McKee, and let me say this, he has no regard for taxpayers. He has no regard for taxpayer money. How did, you know, yesterday, him standing up and, you know, this whole thing, and then he's got a Lorza, and then he also has, you know, that Stephen Pryor. Yesterday was all political agendas. McKee wants to win the primary and become the governor. God forbid. You have a Lorza. Who wants to like try to change his legacy as he is, he's, he can't, you know, he's not going to be the mayor of Providence at the end of this year. And then you have that Stephen Pryor who apparently wants to run to be general treasurer, so he's looking for something. But no, this is a bad deal. Governor McKee does not respect you. He doesn't respect taxpayer money. And this developer, they should have claimed eminent domain a while ago. They should have taken it away from him. Um, this situation where this developer of, quote, the Superman building, uh, where they basically have just sat on that whole thing and they bought the building at the wrong time. They overpaid for it. And now all these different hoops to kick in. $220 million. $220 million for 285 apartments. Do the math. Comes out to each apartment is basically 800000 And let me tell you this. This business of $220 million, who was at that press briefing yesterday? The laborers. And they're going to make a killing on this project. And then they rewrite new instructions. And then there's building costs. Then there's building delays. This thing easily could end up costing over $300 million. Pryor said 26 million comes from the state. The voters didn't want 22 million for a new Pawsock Stadium. Why would voters want to give this developer 26 million? Oh, that's right, because it's an old building. 15 million comes from the city of Providence. Providence doesn't have 15 million to give. If Providence wants to do that, then Providence can do that. As a taxpayer of the state, I don't want the state giving 26 million. It's going to be more than that. $24 million comes from federal tax credits. This guy, this whole business of the blanking Superman building, the name of it's 111 Westminster. That was a marketing element of it, too. It was never used in it. 
<clears throat> it was the old industrial trust building built in the 20s, changed its name to Fleet 1982, then Bank of America. They bought it in 2008 for $33 million. They bought it in 2008 for $33 million. And what happened? The building collapsed. And then it was, you know, the building assessed value has fallen to $14 million last year. This is insanity. They're going to put $220 million into a building that's maybe worth $14 million. The inside needs a complete rehaul. This is crazy. Insiders are going to make a fortune. But the problem with this is Governor McKee. See, he doesn't respect taxpayer money. He doesn't respect your money. It's just, a, you know, Governor McKee got it done. Not even Raimondo could get it done. Listen, Raimondo was not going to put up $26 million from the state. If this developer wants to develop this piece of property, he can get a loan. He can hire a construction company. Why are we getting involved in this? After 38 studios, the 75 million. Now it's 220 million. To start, it'll be more than that. It'll be more than the 220 million. No question about it. McKee is really just trying to do this in order to win the primary, to then chalk it up. Why did he give out 3,000? You know, there was a, 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 a tag put on Brett Favre. Do you remember Brett Favre, the quarterback? In a great way that he was depicted, hear me out, was that he didn't cherish the ball. You know, he was on, whether he was on Minnesota or Green Bay, they would fight to stop the team. They're down 14 points. It's the fourth quarter. They're trying to get it. <coughs> Excuse me. He, they would fight, hold the team. Green Bay gets the ball back. He goes back, broken play, boom, throws an interception. He did not cherish the ball. That's Governor McKee. Governor McKee, oh, Providence teachers. I'll tell you what, I'll just give everybody $3,000. What is this? Three, 3, and just throws it out. All the unions, 3000 It's like a going on a business sale with our money, by the way. Our money, and you know what? It's very obvious he didn't. Uh, welcome, or I should say, he doesn't cherish taxpayer money or federal money or COVID money because the whole reason that he is the subject of an FBI probe is because right out of the box, Governor McKee, boom, I, Dan McKee, sworn in, first thing he does is throw his friends' campaign people a $5 million contract. They, they didn't even have a website when they got the deal. And why was he willing to hand over the $5 million? Because he doesn't value taxpayer money. He doesn't. Well, we'll just give all the unions $5,000. We'll just give everybody $5,000. All right, now there's a developing situation I'm seeing right now. South County working a vehicle pursuit. Suspect wanted for a felony shooting. So there's a big developing story that I'm going to follow happening right now on Twitter. If I was not on the air, I would. Uh, troopers are on scene, Westport, uh, surrounding, searching suspect vehicle fled during a pursuit. So there's some kind of a pursuit going on. Boy, all these people on the run. You have the, <clears throat> you have the uh, individual in, um, the individual in New York, where they're trying to find that suspect. Can you say the word black male suspect? Can we use that word? Are we allowed to use that word? Driver of the vehicle reportedly displayed an automatic firearm out of the driver's window. Massachusetts State Police, speaking of Rhode Island State Police, uh, be on the lookout when it was issued. South County, Rhode Island, working a vehicle pursuit. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Um. I, I, I'll tell you, though, folks, this thing with, you know, in McKee, I got a hand. I mean, uh, Lorza, I got a hand it to McKee. He gets things done. No, I don't want to be on the hook for this whole thing. This is a wealthy developer. You know, no one else wants to bring it up. But what the initial plan before Gordon Fox, before Gordon Fox was arrested and went to federal prison, 
he they were going to try to give this developer a huge amount of money. See, once they learned that they were giving out the kind of money they did with 38 Studios, word goes out like they're handing out money. And remember the thing about 38 Studios was everyone thought that Kurt Schilling was pulling one over on the taxpayers of Rhode Island. But what was really going on was behind the scenes, Gordon Fox, all of the Rhode Island machinations, we're, we're shaking down. You got to hire this many people. You got to have a building that is this big. You have to blob all these demands. You got to have lobbyists. They saw him as a pigeon that they were taking. Folks, that's how they, they regarded it. It's, it's like in the movie The Sting. They find the suspect. And as someone that interviewed Kurt Schilling, which is still, that was the last really big radio interview. It was. Kurt Schilling, October. 2016. That was the last really big radio interview. It was dominated across all platforms. Everyone in the state froze to listen to when I had Kurt Schilling in studio. And he said he was warned. People warned him Rhode Island's corrupt. It started with Speaker Bill Murphy that then passed the baton to Gordon Fox Kurt Schilling said, I was warned, be careful. You don't want to. They, they even went so far as to make Governor Kachiri think it was his idea. That's how much it was a sting. That's how much it was a con. Remember, with the real con, they never want the person to know that they got played in a real con. They always want to keep the illusion alive. So they, in, in the 38 Studios fiasco, they, they thought and one, they made Governor Kachiri actually think it was his idea to bring him in. Um, this would be $220 million. Folks, that kind of money floating around, it, it, it's, it's completely out of control. Completely out of control. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Listen, for all your propane needs, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call 508-252-3359. They have a great website. It's propaneplus.com. Um, three generations. They're available 24-7. They offer online billing, schedule service delivery at the click of a button. Propane Plus. Give them a call or go online and you just put in your website at propaneplus.com. Folks, on this Wednesday, I want to remind you, for your best lawn ever, contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Early spring, you get the crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer, broadleaf weed control, then the spring lime, professional blend of high-calcium lime. Then late spring, you get the time-release fertilizer. Blended with a service insect control, broad, then you get the summer service, then grub prevention, then early fall, then fall, then late fall. Folks, you can call them, but they have a great website. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Lawn Doctor, 401-392-1025. 401-392-1025 or online, easy website, lawndoctor.com. And they have done tremendous work. If you've ever seen... When I do One After Dark and Facebook Live, um, behind me, you'll see my back lawn. And everyone is like, wow, what an unbelievable job they do. And they do do a fantastic job. But no, this uh, this whole Superman building, this is, you know, political. McKee doesn't care because it's taxpayer money. He doesn't respect taxpayer money. He doesn't. And this whole business... Uh, 41 Superman building redevelopment plan, 41 million. This thing will be much more than 22 million. No, I don't trust the developer here. The developer has sat back. He was content to have this building empty. Uh, and I understand why people like Joe Palino and others want the building there. Uh, maybe they can, you know, then make arguments for tax cuts or tax incentives or all these other schemes that a lot of these people go on. And I also, listen, I know Joe. I respect Joe. Uh, I fully get that uh, if you're Joe Paolino, 
you know, it only helps you if you can get some more people downtown. But, folks, does that make sense to anyone that they're going to make, quote, affordable housing units that are going to cost $800,000? And also, the media is in love. I'm looking at a picture. This is what it's like inside the Providence Superman building. I mean, could you be any more jaded than that? Look at how beautiful it is. And it's, you know, this was a time when this was built in the 20s that people, they thought that people, that the banks, they thought they kept your money at the bank. So banks used to build these huge buildings because the regular citizen thought that when you give them 300 in cash, they keep it in the vault. They didn't understand. They just mark it and, you know, they don't actually have your money there. It then, you know, goes out from there. But that's why, you know, you had such a huge building. But I, I don't get this whole thing. I really don't, other than it's just another insider deal. It's, a, it's just another insider deal. And, and I don't think the Providence City Council, uh, I don't think they're going to be on board with it. And all these, you know, tax stabilization agreements and 30-year tax deals. And, you know, and the, the, you know what I hate about this is the developer is sitting back. And basically saying, um, <clears throat> well, we're, we're going to let's wait and see what the state of Rhode Island and the city is going to give us. That, that's, that's not what it's all about. That's not the way it should be. Uh, that developer, if that developer who paid $38 million or $33 million, if they were able to flip that into a huge profit, were, were they going to kick money back to? Were they going to kick money back in? No, they weren't going to kick money back to the state. If they could have flipped that in a year and made $10 million, they would have done it. So, no, this business, 285 residential units. All right, there's definitely a housing crisis. If, if the developer wants to build that, and, and 20% is going to be affordable housing. Well, the more expensive the units are, do you think they're going to want to be in people that then it's it's affordable housing um of the affordable units 10 percent will be individuals make up 120 percent of the area median income uh five percent will be for 100 percent uh i don't know these formulas i i just don't believe any of it the project will cost 220 million of course ready wait for it create 1500 construction jobs that they're just temporary jobs. See, this is this is another gift to labor. This is a gift from Governor McKee and now Stephen Pryor and now the laborers. They expect those fifteen hundred people to kick back to them in campaign contributions. And High Rock's going to do five hundred thousand to Crossroads, Rhode Island. What? Why is Crossroads involved here? You mean Crossroads, where the CEO makes three hundred thousand a year? Where they destroyed that neighborhood in Warwick, the Hobo Hotel, the Homeless Hotel, the Nilo. High Rock requested $48 million in tax assistance. Pryor said the state agreed to $26 million in tax assistance. They're going to receive $22 million in historic tax credits. Another $2 million in federal tax credits. Keep in mind, somebody's always making money when they're getting these tax credits. Providence will contribute five million project loan ten million. High Rock will have to pay it back within forty years. Does anybody think that loan's going to be paid back? They have to pay it back in forty years. I, I just can't believe the goal. They want two hundred twenty million to build two hundred eighty apartments. That are then basically. Uh, that comes out to at least starting at eight hundred thousand. It'll probably be closer to, um, probably be closer to the the eight hundred thousand, maybe even one million, when all is said and done. No, I, I they, this developer, he didn't have to. He could have given it away. He could have sold it. Let me also say this: Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos is going to have her official kickoff tomorrow. A rally at Farm Fresh R.I. in Providence. Um, let's see. Eight o'clock breakfast with supporters at the Westside Diner. 
12 o'clock. She has her kickoff, take questions. 1.30, she's going to visit local businesses, Warren Main Street, and then visit Liberty Square in Newport. So uh, what's interesting about that is she, the, the establishment at the State House, they don't even want her. They don't even want her to be the lieutenant governor. They're endorsing someone else for that. Uh, do I think? No, she is. Uh, the state could do a lot better than that. She has basically just become a cheerleader for McKee. And McKee is counting on uh, her paving the way uh, to get him elected governor. And they are have certainly established that they are willing to do anything to get elected. But yesterday, when you have, folks, what I want you to also understand, and this is something that's not highlighted uh, in the state, and you have that empty 195 land because the unions control it. When you have a situation, you know, like the way Rhode Island operates is yesterday they have the laborers there. And so they make it very clear to the developer. He can't put it out to bid. Let's just say Donald Trump bought the Superman building. And President Trump says, well, listen, I'm a builder. I know how to do this. I'm going to um, bring in a team of skilled laborers. I'm going to, you know what he'd be told? No, you have to hire all these union laborers here in Rhode Island. And they juice up the cost and there's no end in sight to the cost. And then it costs 20 to 30% more. And that's why no one wants to build on the 195 land. So McKee says, hey, I don't care because we're just going to make the general public pay for it. Now, a regular builder would say, no, I'm not going to pay them what they want. I can get it built for less or for what they're going to charge me to build that building. I could have a building in Boston or New York and then I could get a lot more in rent. See, the way that labor agreements are in Rhode Island, the laborers feel there should be no difference If you build a building in Boston or build a building in New York and then their argument is the nails cost the same. But that's we all know that's not true. How many people listening right now at 1238? You know of people that commute to Boston. Why do they commute to Boston every day? Because the jobs pay more. There are people that commute into New York City every day. Why do they commute to New York City as opposed to taking a job in Long Island, New Jersey? Because the jobs in the city pay more. The jobs in Boston pay more. That's why a lot of people then go and then make the commute to a place like Boston or the surrounding area. <clears throat> so the point is, it shouldn't work that way. If you build a building in New York City or Boston, if you build the same type of building in Providence, it should be less. <clears throat> because what they pay the laborers to build it should be less. But they don't. No, they say, oh, no, it costs the same. It's not a matter of the nails. It's not a matter of the sheetrock. It's not a matter of the carpeting or whatever it may be, the tiles. It goes into the labor costs that you have to put up all that stuff. And what McKee is doing, Governor McGreed, it's very obvious that he doesn't care what it costs. Listen, whether it costs $220 million or $320 million or $420 million, you know why he doesn't care? Because it's not his money. It's taxpayer money. And Allure's is not going to be office. And McKee may not be in office. McKee may get indicted by the FBI. He is willing to give away any amount of money if it can get him votes. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, if, if he could, if he could get votes, he would go to Narragansett Pier on a Saturday or he'd go to Sand Hill Cove or East Matunic and with state money hand out $100 bills if it would get him elected. He does not care. And I thought Dan McGowan made a very good point. With Governor McKee, if there's no FBI indictment, he's like, see, we didn't do anything wrong. Everything with them is, unless there's an indictment, they don't see that they did anything wrong. When obviously, do you think the FBI, do you think the FBI wants to investigate a sitting governor? Do you think that the FBI want to take on the investigation into a sitting Governor of a state, the answer is no. But the evidence is so overwhelming that that's why they're taking it on. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and I can't thank him enough, 
It's brought to you by R.E. Coogan Heating. Now, first of all, Friday night, I was with them at the booth at the home show. Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. They just received a call the other day from one of our listeners in Johnston who had, I think, a problem with the hot water tank. With R.E. Coogan, whether it's plumbing or heating or cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember their slogan, let us into your home, don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Plumbing, heating, and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Folks, as always, visit our website, dpetro.com, where you will see the link to Soul Source Restoration. They clean and disinfect residential and commercial properties. Their website, S-O-L-E, soulsourcerestoration.com, or call Mike CP's company right now, request a quote, 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700 for Soul Source Restoration. Um, you know, a perfect example of Governor McKee where, no, the allegations laid out against him in the FBI probe, I think we have a pretty clear understanding of what went down. And he doesn't like it, and he's going to try to take a hard line, and he's going to, you know, that whole element of anyone, where do I go, and who's going to have the courage to write that story and pointing at Crandall. When, listen, Crandall, you little creep from Channel 10, when you come up empty, let's see if you have the the brass ones to tell everyone that I did nothing wrong. I mean, the nerve on the guy. Brian Crandall of NBC10 is not investigating Governor McKee. Brian Crandall of NBC10 is not investigating Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. The FBI, the FBI is investigating Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. So that whole month, that he threw out. And, and I think the media was intimidated by him. And they were a little thrown when he started, let me, I have a question for you, USOB. And McKee started saying, you know, to the media last week, oh yeah, blank you. Blank you. You want to step outside? You see, you're not going to find any stains on this uh, athletic jacket or sweater or whatever the hell he was wearing. <clears throat> McKee's decided to go, I'm going to go with the tough guy approach. How about yesterday? He didn't wear a tie to the Superman event because he's going to say, you know, because if any media gives me any gruff, I may take it outside with him. So now on, I'm no time McKee. <laughs> All due respect, I don't regard someone that doesn't wear a tie. To me, that doesn't make you a tough guy. It just makes you a guy that's not wearing a tie. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show at 1244 is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They have everything you need. You want to make it a great day? Make it Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They have the Wandy baskets. They have Easter baskets. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Delicious cakes and cupcakes and Easter cupcakes. Everything baked fresh. Calzones, sausage and pepper, spinach pies. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, right off of 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stop in. Let's hear again, and uh, Governor McKee, last week, when he basically said to the media, blank you, everybody, you know, you're not going to find any stains on this sweater, uh, and I'm going to take it all the way to The Hague. As he's sitting there, Craddock's under investigation as well. Here's McKee. Yes, I know this. It certainly is a topic that is of oh, discussion. Oh, you mean a sitting governor being investigated by the Island FBI? To remind them. Yeah, it's that come it was, up. Is it was a state of emergency. State of emergency. That, uh, that when I came in. And, uh, you know, I think we have to keep on reminding people who are reporting on this that um, we had the lowest vaccination rate. We had the highest death rates, the highest um, infection rates. Uh, it was a state of emergency. It was a true state of emergency. So, and I never, I always did what was in the best interest of the, for the people in the state of Rhode Island. And I never overreached the authority that I had as a governor. But I would also say that when the dust settles, a question for you, uh, when the dust settles and you come up empty, who's going to have the courage to write that story? 
Are you worried, and Governor? That's the FBI that's looking. It's not just you know media reports. I'll repeat. When you come up empty. Who's going to have the courage to write that story? Now, folks, that was, um, and Brian Crandall was right. I also just want to jump in right now at 1246. There's a major chase going on right now. There's a major chase going on right now on the uh, the roadways of Rhode Island, where I think they're still chasing the, um, they have the suspect. And um, CBS, uh, local out of Boston, they have a helicopter. And um, let me see if there's any sound here it's a major chase police chase underway route one charlestown rhode island let me see if we have following him yes. as i said you know they're jump all in, in touch this. with their commanders and whoever is and whoever the supervisor on duty is where they're reporting back to the supervisor where they are you know how fast they're going how fast does they estimate the the truck there is going mm-hmm. um you know all in an effort to you can see this is recorded a little earlier um this is some of the video that just shows him on a, a highway that looks pretty empty in this particular area right here right um the whole idea of trying to get this person and to pull over at a safe place and try to learn more about what the what the driver is doing. We want to uh, just take a look because Rhode Island police, of course, now are involved in this situation, and so we're going to take a look and and see what they're telling people. They're saying that the suspect armed white man is currently being sought in Rhode Island by these police units in that state. So this is Mass State Police saying they're going to update as appropriate. Um, But, you know, this has been going on, Cheryl, as you say. You know, I'm sure the amount of time there's concern that, you know, the longer this goes on, the more danger you're in, right? The more risk to the public because then you just don't even know what someone with a weapon is going to do when they feel that they're being chased. In a vehicle, right? I mean, it's you know, it's it's pretty clear that he has no intention of stopping, and that's what that's what the issue is there. As he's going through, he's passing cars in the left lane here. As you can see, this is a two-lane road, um, just continuing to go. Now he's coming into some traffic here, and he's now on the opposite side of the road. Um, now this is where it could get really dangerous for yeah. folks. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be going on the opposite side of the road here too, on the opposite side of the double yellow line. Yeah, and you know, of course, we know every new town that he enters, the people that are driving in that area have no idea what's going on. They're just going to come upon this, and so you can imagine state troopers just want to make sure they can keep their different distance and uh, not force this person to do anything rash. Uh, you know, you wonder what police. Uh, uh, think about that clearly they're being careful not to make speed a factor here or force this suspect to do anything but uh you know at what point you know will, will they just keep going you know they, they just want to maintain calm here well at this at this point i mean they're just going to hope that he pulls over at some point once he starts to see that he's at some point they're going to start going coming at him from the other direction right right so um you know He's going to have to pull over at some point here. Um, But they're saying that um, they believe that the operator of the truck is a white male and he possibly has a gun, (laughs) possibly armed, uh, telling the public not to approach the car if it does pull over or Mm -hmm. the driver or of the vehicle. Um, And the uh, Mass State Police are telling us that this person in this vehicle fled um, a traffic stop. Right. So there, so there had to be a reason the person fled the traffic stop to yes. begin with. One. Right. So at this point, they're you know they're just asking the public to just stay away from this car. Let them handle it. He's on Route you 1 in Charleston. There's quite a number of yes, police officers and police vehicles behind uh-huh. this car as it continues. And this is all recorded a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all we can imagine, as you pointed out, is at some point, perhaps in Rhode Island, if this comes to a more rural section of the state, when we're going to start to see some police unit try to approach from the opposite direction. I suppose if you're not going to use the stop sticks to get in their way, make them either slow down and stop or not be able to get off an exit? Right. And that's what they're probably discussing now, what the best yeah. way is to try to get this guy to stop, because they clearly yeah. want him to stop. Right. I mean, the good, um, you know, of course, the best scenario is at that traffic stop, he clearly didn't attempt to use the weapon, but one of the officers must have seen the weapon. And it's a major uh, chase right now. something that looked 
like a weapon to them. And so Underway I'm sure they're going to stop stopping one, two, the suspect three, four, five, still six, want somebody seven. to turn to that as their next option. And they're chasing him on Route well, 1. Well, you know, the good news is here, they do have the plate number of the car. Yeah. They do know who the owner of the vehicle is. Um, they may even know who the operator is. They, If they know who the owner is, they know if that person has a criminal record. They know if that person has a, a driving history. They know if that person has a license to carry a firearm. Mm -hmm. All of that information is really helpful to know when you're stopping a car that clearly does not want to stop. Mm -hmm. So as they continue this, they'll be coming up with yeah, strategies. This is the tape from, from earlier, just to be clear. Um, from Sky, I, about, we see about eight to ten cruisers behind and uh it's interesting there isn't a bigger police presence you know we're not seeing cruisers come screaming down side roads uh to to join in this pursuit no they seem to they you know with their they're following him at a pretty you know reasonable distance they're giving him a little bit of a wide berth thing. yeah yeah so um Hopefully they will be able to pull him over safely and... Yeah, this is back to live. Oh, no, now this is the earlier recorded. We, we have Sky Eye coming in and out, and that's why we're just making sure we give you a vantage point. This is live from Sky Eye when you see this in the corner of your screen. So now we've got a trooper right. in front. Right, right. Trying to slow mm. him down. Trying right. to sort of box him in. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. he's pulling off to the side of the road wow. here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... But now he's making a decision. So he's trying to make a U-turn down this side road. Let's see what the police decide to do. Wow. Clearly, they're going to have to continue to pursue him. You know, now in the era of GPS, he can know exactly where he's headed, uh, even if he's not familiar with that area. Right. I think he's just trying to to avoid them at this point. Yeah. I don't know that there's a destination. You always wonder the thinking. You know, people think... Uh, in this situation, you know, does he think he's going to get away? You know, does he really think he's going to uh, chase they got the, the helicopter state troopers, on. or is he just kind of deciding <clears throat> what to do next? You know, it's it's hard to say. You know, you don't know what anyone's state of mind is, or whether or not that he has any um, mental health issues right. or substance oh. abuse disorder, yeah. substance use disorder rather um, issues. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're obviously on the opposite side of the road, and you yeah, can he's see driving erratically now. You can see that um, they're following him with some pretty heavy equipment there. So right. if they're able to get close enough to him. Well, here's what we were talking about. So it's again a 12.53. Now they're off the highway and they're on this two-lane smaller road, which is a getting into one. a more rural part of yeah. Rhode Island. So what we hope for the general public is this is going to end safely for everyone involved, of course. Uh, and perhaps troopers can somehow convince him to pull over in a much less populated area where he's not in an intersection. Uh, not near a business. Now or they're almost boxing him in. So, see, they're going to try to box him in. Right. Yeah. A little bit. There right. they are. Um, huh. But he's still going. Yeah. He's still going on the He's not giving know. up a ghost. No. no. That's for sure. For whatever reason, this person thinks this is the better option for them. I don't know about he's that. Going. Now he's involved in crimes in two different states, right? Right. Well, I mean, just failure to stop for the police, right. is, you know, is a concern right now. But, you know, as you said, I mean, if he has, if there's a possibility that there's a gun involved and well, we don't know the reason for the right earlier stop or why they were pursuing him in the first mm -hmm. place. So all of that will come into play once we learn more as the story goes on here. Right. But it's very clear that he does not plan to stop. But that's pretty pe heavy piece of equipment that the police have there. It's pretty intimidating. If you're joining us as we come up here on 1255, truck. just to reset and give you an idea of this what you're looking right at here. Boston. This uh, person driving this white Toyota Tacoma pickup truck uh, caused the attention of police on Route 195 in Westport about an hour now or so in ago. And Massachusetts State Police went to pull this person over who is identified as a white male. So went to pull this man over. And when they did, uh, the driver took off. So the suspect took off from the scene. Uh, police say Back they have seen what they appear uh, to be a weapon they believe is person is possibly armed and now this pursuit has gone on from Westport, Massachusetts down into Rhode Island. Uh, it was through Charlestown. At one point, Sky Eye has been over the scene following no, this pursuit. He's not on 95 but yet. and Daka has joined me here on the anchor desk because we've been observing what are pretty interesting, calm police tactics here where about eight or oh, ten no, 
No, he was. Massachusetts and state troopers and now Rhode Island police have just let this uh, suspect in the Toyota Tacoma keep driving. They've been tailing him at a bit of a distance in a calm fashion. This hasn't turned into a, a we don't know the speed, obviously, that we can see the car, uh, the truck going at. But they haven't tried to make him do anything. Oh. It appears oh, they're right behind him, though. see what decision he'll make. Well, they're getting much closer here. Yeah. This is the closest we've seen. Right. And clearly, obviously, this is a much more armored truck if they are concerned because this person possibly has a weapon. This is uh, recorded earlier, so you get a good look at the truck. The suspect took off from police, and then when we go to Sky Eye, you'll see our Sky Eye logo on the scene. This is live. Yeah. And Cheryl, you know, at this point, um, you know, as you said, uh, police clearly have been communicating with each other between Massachusetts and Rhode Island. They haven't the blocked the highway, though. Five minutes deciding what to do here. Yeah. And is there kind of a point of no return where they think, well, we we got to stop this? Well, I mean, it, it, they obviously clearly are interested in this guy. They wouldn't be following right. him for quite this distance if, you know, if it was a simple traffic stop. But right. the fact that they believe that he's possibly armed um, and there was a reason for the stop in the first place. Yeah. It's but not the guy out of New York. Sticks. No, no, <clears throat> they haven't. And and sometimes that's just because I don't know what the roads are out there, mm. but they might not have the ability to do that based on where how the roads are. And he's been going on to the opposite side of the road. And yeah, you have shoulder. And you have uh, people that are also out and about that you, you know, don't want to endanger. And that's one of the major things. The reason why, as they pursue Whoa. these vehicles. All right, here we go. Yep, he's going off the side of the road here, but mm. he looks like he's trying to get back on. Yep. That's interesting. That police officer, as we see, was wow. off the side of the road, didn't try to get in front of him. No. No, I mean, that wouldn't be a pretty, that wouldn't be a good tactic. I mean, at this point, you know, Obviously now he's communicating with their going way off road. Them know. Yeah. And they're trying to cut across also. the parking lot. Yep. And so this seems to be some kind of construction area. We see a lot of construction vehicles there trying to go and get on a different roadway. But of course, the state troopers are just going to follow him that way. So at some point, this now person is, is either going to run out of gas or... Uh, or make some kind of decision, and we're staying with it uh, to make sure that the public is safe um, because, you know, as Cheryl has pointed out a couple of times, clearly state troopers aren't just going to hang back here permanently, uh, and the big concern is that one of the officers says they possibly uh, saw that this person is possibly armed. Right. And at this point, uh, you know, as Folks, it's 12.59. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. I'm going to try to determine uh, on whether or not I'm going to go down there. Right. And exactly. broadcast they as we're following this chase. Um, and they could know some circumstances that we're not but aware of about the, the driver. We're going to wait and see. Uh, next hour is radio only. Lives, I will probably do Facebook Live once he pulls over. So you're listening to the John DePietro Show. There's a live chase that's going on right now. Let's do this. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Another hour ahead of the John DePietro Show. Right. And, you know, he obviously, you know, as we've been.